Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Nyla here and I am back and ready to bring you back um, some amazing podcast episodes. I have been missing in action a little bit and like I said before, um, I'm always trying to, um, I guess, keep track of the episodes that I do and try and play catch up and it's not going so well, but... I think this episode will be a great turnaround. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, especially when it comes to footwear. Um, Even though I'm not a shoe guru or shoe nut or a sneakerhead, all these different names, I I did say that I would promise to uh, do a podcast episode about barefoot shoes and minimalist shoes. And this is that podcast episode. So bear with me and let's have some fun. And I'm going to start with the first topic. Uh, the segment headlines from the hemispheres is of course a brief uh, briefing quick one on all things environmental news across the globe and the first headline is about natural disasters and their cost so this story is out of germany and it's uh, from uh, reuters.com natural disasters cause a $210 billion in damage in 2020, uh, insurer says. So again, this piece is out of Germany, and it breaks down how natural uh, catastrophes and disasters around the world totaled about $210 billion all in damage uh, back in 2020, and the U.S. was definitely hard hit with such natural disasters as hurricanes, wildfires, According to calculations from top insurer in Germany, Munich Re, and heat waves and droughts uh, definitely um, in the past few years have fueled uh, wildfires here in the U.S., uh, estimating $16 billion in damage uh, in the U.S. West uh, back in 2021. Now, floods in China, those at the opposite end um, of things, they were pretty costly too. Um, at an individual loss at seventeen billion dollars, uh, but only two percent uh, of the damage was actually insured. Next up is the headline out of the UK, and happens to do with the coronavirus, specifically about government mismanagement, according to the People. So the People feel that coronavirus lockdowns were mismanaged by the government. Uh, according to a survey by phys.org, that's P-H-Y-S.org. And again, this is out of the UK. So it did survey a sizable amount of people, a little bit less than 4,000, and a total of about 59%, almost 60% of the people questioned, 
as part of the research, uh, they said that according to one of the first national lockdowns that they had on July 4th, 2020, uh, they said that uh, the lockdowns were um, eased too soon, while 22% of them said that it was just about the right time for the lockdowns to begin. 84% who took part in the University of Exeter survey, or the study, rather, said that the lockdowns in 2021 were necessary. But 80% of those who had a uh, different opinion, uh, they said that the regional tier system had not been uh, run well by the government. And 11% of the people thought the lockdowns locally were unnecessary, mostly because they thought they didn't work. So the survey was done um, in England in October uh, 2020 and also in November 2020 by almost 4,000 respondents, approximately 3,600 as part of the UKRI COVID-19 Rapid Response ESRC funded research. And then lastly is a topic from science.org out of China, specifically the University of China and the University of Bristol. Will warming make animals darker or lighter? Seems like an interesting question and from all accounts, it probably really is. It's a very uh, different one um, when, it, when it comes to animals specifically. And some background on this is that it relates to uh, Gloger's rule and it originated early in the 1800s, where uh, it was declared that animals in warmer regions, they usually have darker exteriors, whereas those in cooler regions are lighter. But Caspar uh, Delhay, uh, he's an ornithologist out of Australia, and he's been working remotely from the Max uh, Planck Institute for Ornithology in Germany, and his colleagues have disputed Gloger's rule, and uh, they state that it is uh, conflating or blending or merging uh, topics and in, in concepts and things like temperature and humidity. Now, humidity, um, according to Delhi, it leads to you know things like lush plant life and. A growing shade and the animals tend to be darker and of course camouflage themselves but in wet places uh, birds are darker but Delhay um, he argues that controlling for humidity Gloger's rule gets twisted um, and warming actually leads to lighter uh, animals so I'm so excited to uh, talk about this uh, topic. I have been talking about it and hinting about it for uh, some time. And even though it's it's definitely going to be um, a real fun one, it's a, a lot of different things to be covered. I think everyone can, can explore this, especially if you're new to Barefoot or Minimalist Shoes. Um, and it can give you some ideas and, and help you research a little bit deeper and make it fun. Because um, who doesn't love shoes and, and fashion and, you know, equipping their feet to be their best um, and, and healing your feet, strengthening your feet um, and giving you, um, you know, some, some set of uh, great gear that you can use for a long time. You know, it'll help you in the long run. Um, 
this topic of barefoot shoes, minimal shoes. Um, I, I do have a bit of experience with the shoes themselves, and so I'm happy to kind of you know, talk about that a little bit later. But um, the topic at hand is going to be a fun one, so strap up and uh, get settled in. It's going to be really fun. Uh, the sources for the uh, podcast episode, they kind of varied, mainly because, uh, surprise, this is a two-parter episode. I haven't ever done a two-parter episode, but it should be really great. And they're all going to have the same um, segments as, you know, usual episodes. So the main part, of course, headlines from the hemispheres. If I have any bonus announcements, I'll talk about those. You know, the Mother Earth Minutes, you know, the Eagle Facts of the Day, um, Eagle Company Spotlight, and the closing, those things will, of course, be part of it. My commentary, those will, of course, be part of both uh, parts of the podcast episode. So for part one, uh, it's going to um, pull from sites like uh, Anya's Reviews, RevealBarefoot.com, Bohempia.com, BohempiaUSA.com, Zero Shoes with an X, um, Mookie Shoes, and also Lems.com. And then in part two, I'm going to um, uh, check out um, and talk about different websites like Fieldgrounds.com, uh, BedrockSandals.com, LunaSandals.com, Belenka.com, Groundies.com, and bonus is going to be Zach. Uh, Z-A-Q-Q.com. And so um, the main reason for this podcast episode, of course, other than me hinting about talking about it, is because, you know, I did say that I was promised uh, to do a thorough podcast episode about barefoot shoes, minimalist shoes, but also I wanted to um, explore um, and, and really lay out the benefits of barefoot shoes some of the challenges, um, where to buy them, and, and also how healthy they will make your feet um, do what it naturally does, which is sense the world around it. And also, it will give, um, I think, the opportunity to bring light to those who are unfamiliar with it, you know, about this new market, relatively new, the industry itself, um, especially to those who didn't know it ever existed. Um, And of course, this will be a a part one and two to this um, podcast episode. So be sure to listen to both to have everything covered. So I I think I'm going to make the um, process of learning about the shoes kind of fun by just going over a couple of things, mainly um, some things I thought were really important, such as the company or brand of shoe itself. Um, where the company was founded and when, certifications, if any, materials used, the special factor, as I call it, what makes the company special or the shoes special, Um, the price ranges for the shoes themselves, who's the target audience, whether it's men, women, kids, both, neither, and where specifically you can buy the barefoot shoes, uh, whichever um, kind of shoes are listed. Um, and so I'm going to jump in and talk about uh, the breakdown of barefoot shoes. This is part one. So the first brand up is my favorite, personal favorite, maybe kind of biased of me, but I gotta say they're amazing. Vivil Barefoot, all capitalized. You can check them out on the website, vivilbarefoot.com. 
The company is founded out of the UK and they've been around for a long time, since 2012. It all started uh, with them in the UK and they have offices out of uh, Europe, everywhere, but mainly you'll catch them out of their base in London, England. And they were founded, of course, back in 2012 by two seventh generation cobblers, Galahad and Asher Clark, which uh, is the maker of the brand Clark Shoes. And Viva Barefoot is based on one simple insight that barefoot uh, footwear is sustainable footwear. Some certifications that Viva Barefoot has is that it is a certified B Corp. And a B Corp is a community of businesses that believe in balancing both profit and purpose. And they really have the mission of providing uh, amazing positive impact and really being beneficial to society. They really put people and the planet uh, first above uh, all things, especially profit. So um, back in 2020, they actually became B Corp certified. So kudos to Vivo Barefoot. As far as the materials that they use, they have um, many different materials that they use. And they have regenerative goals, um, expanding the number and uh, variability of materials that they currently use. They have their Bloom uh, algae-based EVA foam, which is super bendy and lightweight. And it's revitalizing and actually maintains uh, healthy waterways. So Bloom algae is really uh, good for that. They use recycled plastics and they also use natural materials such as wild hide leather, Walmart wool, and also hemp. Um, I gotta say the special factor for Vivo Barefoot, um, it's a few things, but I think one of the main things is that they uh, use the science of barefoot shoes um, and they study it. They have the science down pat um, from the fitness science of how the feet maneuver to the feel and sensory um, abilities of feet and how strong and supportive they are and how feet are uh, flexible uh, and are unlocked um, unlock the technology of real barefoot um, they really have um, created a lane for themselves as one of the um, world leaders in all things barefoot movement teaching and also research uh, some names you may or may not be familiar with are Dr. Irene Davis, Pete Ford, Dr. Peter Francis, and also Benjamin uh, Levascont. And uh, they have an amazing YouTube channel. I love watching their videos. Um, specifically, the Barefoot Movement Conference 2021 playlist. It's really great, really engaging, um, really informative, and it it's really flows. And uh, most of the videos are, you know, 20 minutes onward, almost an hour. So there's tons of things to watch, different speakers. And also Shoespiracy is a really great short film from them. It's a documentary, it's a little bit less than, I think, 10 minutes. Uh, last time I checked, I've watched it a few times. It's really, really great. And um, their podcast they have called Sustainness. I've already been a subscriber. Um, to their podcast. As far as the price range for Vivo Barefoot products, um, some of the latest uh, products that they have, their accessories are less than 15 US dollars. Um, and uh, they have kids section. They have so many different um, countries that they ship their products to though. And so I'm just talking about the um, US um, products and prices, but according to your country, they're 
um, prices may be a little bit different. So for the kids, their products range from 70 US dollars, unless they're on sale, um, to about 110 US dollars. For men's shoes, they range from 100 US dollars to 260 US dollars. Women's shoes range in price from 100 US dollars to 235 US dollars. The target audience uh, is uh, one to range from women, men, kids, basically the whole family. And you can definitely buy their barefoot shoes at their website, their main one, www.revobarefoot.com. Also, Vivo, Revivo.com, that's R-E-V-I-V-O.com. It's their um, different website where its purpose is to prevent uh, the shoes from going to landfills. Um, the statistic, the alarming statistic that 24 billion pairs of shoes are produced every year and over 90% of those will likely end up in landfill, you know, um, and many of them purchased within the last 12 months or so, that just gives you perspective as to the importance of companies like uh, uh, Vivo Barefoot, which really uh, says a lot because it's kind of in a lane of its own. And they um, are closing the loop um, on the destructiveness of shoes that are, you know, petroleum-based, but uh, petrochemical-based. Uh, Revivo is their very first e-commerce marketplace where they do repairing of shoes, they refurbish them, and they keep the shoes out of uh, landfills and on your feet. Number two company is Bohempia. B-O-Hemp-I-A, and you can find them on the website, bohempia.com, B-O-H-E-M-P-I-A.com. And so their company is an amazing one. It's a young one, innovative, fresh, fast-growing, and they were founded in the Czech Republic, and also they have business out of Central Europe, and they were founded back in 2015. They focus on footwear, clothing, and other hemp products, but mainly they're known for their shoe game, and they really focus on creating social sustainability, they're ecological in many different ways, they have tons of different uh, fashion styles, and they do not support cheap labor, non-organic imports, or even low-quality production. And as far as certifications, they are PETA-approved vegan. Their materials are that they use hemp, they have natural rubber for their soles of their shoes specifically, and um, all the materials used I'll talk about in all of these different companies, it's specific to the shoes, of course this is a Barefoot Shoes podcast episode. Um, the price range uh, for their shoes, so the inserts, the insoles are $3.75 US dollars, and their shoes um, range so they're about 53 um, 50 US dollars to about 148 US dollars. Um, their special factor is that um, all the almost entirely all the production of their products begins with that coarse, thick hemp fiber. Uh, so they weave it, they knit it, they dye it, they process it into a final product, um, and they design and test out of Prague in the Czech Republic where their studio is located. So they are really um, gung-ho about hemp, and um, they just love um, the versatility of it and the many perks 
um, of hemp. And the target audience are the youth, the young, uh, young adults. And they have men's and women's sizes and kind of unisex clothes. But mainly whatever you choose, there's something on there for you. Um, it doesn't really cater um, to anyone else, like kids, for example. Um, and you can buy their products on their different websites. They have their uh, bohempia.com website, B-O-H-E-M-P-I-A.com. And that same uh, website, but just tagging on USA. So it's B-O-H-E-M-P-I-A-U-S-A.com. And uh, their website, Bohempia, the one from out of the Czech Republic, it's very amazing. And their website too. You can check out the different currencies at the top of the website. Number three is the company Zero Shoes, X-E-R-O-S-H-O-E-S. So that's zeroshoes.com, unusual spelling. And so this company is a really great one. They are founded in the USA and they have been around for a long time. I want to say 10 plus years. Um, they have, um, they don't have any certifications, um, but most of their shoes are either vegan friendly according to their website. So the only shoes that aren't vegan friendly are the Alston, uh, the Melbourne, the Leather Hannah, the Leather Phoenix, and their original Mica, um, because it has a, a small amount of wool on the collar. Uh, some of the materials, or all the materials they use on their shoes are hemp, canvas, leather, uh, foam, plastic, nylon. They have rubbers and a few other materials that they use on their shoes. Uh, the price ranges from um, men's shoes at um, $12.99 US dollars to $149.99 US dollars. And for women, it uh, starts at $14.99 US dollars and then uh, it goes on up to $149.99 US dollars. I have to say the special factor for Zero Shoes is that they are explicitly almost for runners, trail runners, marathoners. They're big on Hirachi sandals. They're kind of like the um, kickstarters of that, even though it's been around for hundreds if not thousands of years um, out of um, different South American, Mexican cultures. Um, and they really have a, a, a history of the special type of sandals. Um, the target audience is primarily men, women, and it's for those who love casual wear, but also like sports. Um, most of the shoes look like they could kind of fit in with other um, casual, regular, conventional shoes, um, but of course they're barefoot. And you can buy the shoes mainly on the website, zeroshoes.com, spelled A um, X E R O S H O E S dot com. Number four, next to last, is the company Mookie Shoes. Mookie Shoes, the website is M U K I S H O E S dot com. And the company was founded and kind of got their start back on uh, Indiegogo back in 2018. But prior to that, back in 2016, they were already designing and making shoes and really starting that whole process. And they're founded in Portugal, where Portugal is home to textile and shoe uh, family businesses. 
and that's where the shoes are primarily made and also in different parts of Europe. Uh, they don't have any certifications that I could find um, and the materials that they use for their shoes vary. They mainly use hemp, cotton, organic cotton, Urel or felted wool, leather, cork, and also linen. And the price ranges on their site, they have a few different um, options for kids. They have the 69 uh, to uh, 90 uh, euro range, which is about 78.69 US dollars to about 103 US dollars as far as current currency rates. And then for adults, it ranges from 95 uh, to 150 euros, which is about 108 dollars and 72 cents US dollars to about 171.66 US dollars. The special factor, I believe, um, comes from a few things. Mainly, they have a, a cool little resold program. They uh, give preference to all things local, organic, and fair trade materials for their shoes. They select uh, suppliers and manufacturers uh, that have tons of experience already making shoes and they have good knowledge of um, amazing textile and production practices and those who even offer certifications. So even though Moki Shoes doesn't have the certifications of their shoes, they reach out and have production partners and suppliers that already do. The target audience for their shoes are kids and adults and uh, all those who love casual shoes or even unisex designs. And you can buy their barefoot shoes at their website, mukishoes.com. That's M-U-K-I-S-H-O-E-S.com. And then last but not least are Limbs. And you can check them out on the website, limbsshoes.com. That's L-E-M-S-S-H-O-E-S.com. So, as far as the company, they're founded back in 2008 in Boulder, Colorado, and they don't have any certifications uh, regarding their company, about their shoes, or anything um, like that, and they have different materials that they use, such as um, different vegan materials, they also use um, different recycled materials, and they also use materials like nylon, polyurethane, the synthetic kind, um, uh, leather, polyester, and also EVA. And their prices range for the men's shoes, uh, currently on sale at 60 US dollars to about 165 US dollars. And then uh, for women, the sale price currently is at 62, uh, 50 US dollars and all the way to 165 US dollars. The special factor, I think, for Lems is that they're made in the USA and their shoes, I think, specifically are for the rugged, hiker types, mountain range um, folks, those who love the outdoors. It's no surprise. I mean, they're out of and based in Boulder, Colorado, so they can kind of, you know, get away with doing that because that's where home is for them. Uh, their target audience are uh, both men's uh, and women's uh, catered shoes. And to buy their shoes, you can go on to their website, www.lemsshoes.com. The website again is www.lemsshoes.com.
Barefoot shoes. They are, I think, a amazing option um, for those who are interested in exploring the shoes that they haven't even tried out. Um, if you're one to, you know, explore, um, if you're interested in buying new shoes, if you want your feet to have a break, if you're tired of maybe how they look, you want your feet to get exercise, um, to get strengthened, to be more free, to not be cramped. Um, if you want to get a sustainable shoe, nine times out of 10, it's going to be a barefoot shoe. There are so many brands out there from so many different companies. Um, the sky's the limit. And so I really hope that this, um, the news, um, portion of the different, um, barefoot shoes out there really gave you some perspective as far as a few different options out there. Again, there are tens of different ones. Uh, out there um, and, and all over the world too and growing. This industry has been going on, you know, 10 plus years um, and it's ever evolving. Um, you know, if you, for like me, for example, I don't have any previous injuries, not even to my foot. Um, I don't have any heel spurs or uh, plantar fasciitis or I don't have any necessarily weak feet. You know, I have a sizable arch, medium arch. Um, I think I make you know, really the perfect candidate for uh, using and, and wearing barefoot shoes. And so I kind of got into this um, a long time ago, back in 2017, uh, with my favorite barefoot shoe company now. Um, of course, Barefoot, uh, Viva Barefoot. And uh, I love how um, with Barefoot Shoes, period, um, you know, it strengthens, you know, the feet, um, they're, they're science and research backed um, regarding Vivo Barefoot. There are so many different uh, sizes and styles on their website and also on their their other site, Vivo.com, that's where I got my uh, sandals from. They have uh, pretty good prices all around. They are a B Corp as well. They have a YouTube channel that is amazing, really informative. I love it. Like any video that they put out, I'll watch it. Their podcast. I wish I, had, I wish the podcast had more episodes. Um, but you know, other than that, you know, they have solidified themselves as the OG in the barefoot and minimalist world. And I love that Vivo Barefoot is here, and that they're they're constantly innovative. Looking for, again, those more sustainable materials, uh, different sizes, catering for to different audiences, um, but knowing who they are. Um, and I love that with uh, Vivo Barefoot. And, you know, I have a few other shoes. I have the uh, women's um, Kembo ankle boots. I got those back in 2017. Still wear them uh, to this day. I have the Addis uh, women's shoes. Uh, the, I bought those recently in uh, July in 2021. Same thing with the next few uh, shoes. The Atani women's sandal, I bought that too. And also the Primus Light 2 R women's. It's the R is for recycled because it features recycled content. And so I did go on a little bit of shopping spree, but uh, I don't regret it. And um, it's, it's well worth every single dollar um, that you spend with them. Uh, so uh, trailing back to 2017, again, my experience started with uh, Viva Barefoot Shoes. I don't even know what brought me to exploring Barefoot Shoes. Maybe I just wanted a different shoe, a sneaker, 
because um, I don't shop a ton, but when I do, I make my money last and, and make it well worth the while. And, you know, getting shoes that uh, are beneficial for me and to um, the organization that gives back. Um, these shoes are amazing. They're brown suede, Gobi boots type, and um, they partner with Soul of Africa. And so they're comfy, very versatile for use, sturdy, um, great price. They're about $100 back then and very functional, stylish, and well-made to me. And um, Soul of Africa is the organization that Viva Barefoot works hand-in-hand with. They uh, support projects for creating much-needed employment. That's what Soul of Africa does. They fund child care and development centers and children's homes and also school improvements. So they do a lot with the funds from the Soul of Africa shoe collection. Uh, you can check out more of my review of Vivo Barefoot, even though I'll probably need some updating. Um, back in the archive, it's in uh, episode 23, uh, under the title, 50% of Juice Tested Contains Lead and Arsenic. That was back in February 10th, uh, 2019. So I wanted to uh, uh, switch gears and talk about some of the benefits I think of uh, uh, barefoot shoes because these shoes are um, really adjustable. Uh, You can uh, figure and just know right off the bat that they're lightweight. They're not going to slow you down. In fact, they're going to, you know, speed you up. They're so comfy. There's no arch support, which I'll talk about that in a little bit. There's um, zero drop to the shoe, so there's no elevation, whether up or down. Um, there's no, you know, heel. It's the same at the um, at the heel of the foot, where the ball of your foot, to even the back of the foot. Um, and there's a wide toe box to all the shoes. They are flat, uh, flexible. Again, you can bend them, which is great. Um, that means that your foot bends. The, the shoe bends, your foot bends. Um, in a good way. Um, and also helps you feel the ground. You know, it's uh, by being thin, but yet it's protective. Um, and again, with the no art support um, as a, a benefit, essentially, with a shoe, according to a meta-analysis of about 150 studies, it showed that art support in a shoe is unlikely to be necessary unless it's recommended by a podiatrist for a specific foot-related problem or injury. In the, web, in the website limbshoes.com, which I mentioned before, they have actually a blog post, a recent one, about why wearing shoes with art support can lead to problems. And I'll link that and several other things in the episode um, show notes in the podcast description for this podcast episode. Um, so I, I talked about um, Reveal Barefoot as one of my favorite uh, shoe companies, Barefoot Shoe Companies, but all the other ones I talked about in the episode as well like Bohempia and Zero Shoes and Mocha Shoes and Lem Shoes, um, all of them have blog um, blog pages, blog posts um, that really go into depth about barefoot shoes and explore so, so much information. So even if you're skeptical and maybe worried about um, what barefoot shoes may do to your feet or how you know they may interact with how you walk or so many things, you can learn, again, through any of those um, different company blog pages that are always being updated nine times out of ten. And uh, it's really great because they, they know their stuff. That They're willing to put it in a blog for free that you can uh, peruse and you can check out on your own. And hopefully 
you can expand your mind about the possibilities of barefoot shoes um, and just so many other things. Um, according to Belinka, which is one of the uh, barefoot shoe companies out there, they have uh, listed many different benefits also for um, uh, barefoot shoes, minimalist shoes. One of them is that uh, they build strong muscles and healthy feet. Number two is that they help you go pain-free. Uh, number three is that they reduce stress, mainly because re research has proven that going barefoot lowers your uh, blood pressure and overall tension in your body and the levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Number four is that it helps stimulate your body's acupressure points and revitalizes your body's organs. And number five is that it helps you achieve better balance. And some additional benefits from breakingmuscle.com are that number six, it may strengthen the muscles and tendons and ligaments of your foot and allow you to develop a more natural walking gait. Number seven is that it will improve your runner stride and you'll land on your forefoot rather than your heel. Number eight is that by removing the heel lift in most shoes, it'll, it'll help you actually strengthen and stretch your Achilles tendon and your calf muscles and therefore it will you know, eventually reduce injuries such as calf strains or Achilles tendonitis. And number nine is that it will improve your balance and proprioception. Uh, so your proprioception um, in your feet and your sp spatial awareness. Um, so going barefoot, you know, activates a lot of smaller muscles in your feet, your calves, your legs, your ankles, uh, your hips, and it will help you create better balance for yourself and better coordination. Um, if all that wasn't enough, um, then, you know, check out the opposition to barefoot shoes and then you know come back uh, to check out this podcast episode because there are some um, skeptics of barefoot shoes mainly they worry about the time it takes to adjust and there are some real naysayers and they're, they're those who are actually on the opposite end of the spectrum and they're they're maximalists they love um, maximum support in their shoes which I feel like is counterintuitive um, that actually will do more harm than good because your feet can't feel the ground. They can't grasp where they are. There's no sensory output because your shoes are, you know, um, um, there's a barrier um, between the ground and your shoes. You know, some people have shoes that are really, really thick. And I, I just don't believe that that's how your feet should operate in your, your body for maximum stability and health and you know to really get you going and and to move properly I just don't think that it makes as much sense and then there were definitely news articles in the past um, uh, such as HuffPost for example that were talking about shoe companies like Vibram's their toe shoes back in 2011 and the whole lawsuit there but uh, Vibram making claims XYZ um, but definitely not all barefoot shoes are like that. That's kind of like um, one in a million. That's, they're kind of like the, the exception to the rule. Um, so um, I think with that story um, and what happened there, I think um, that is a, a cautious tale. But everyone should kind of do more of their research and, and, and not follow companies that make claims um, and to explore 
um, the many barefoot companies that are out there. I did name a few, and in part two, I'll name some more. But, you know, find out what works for you. Not everyone likes web-toed shoes like the Vibrams. Um, and there's definitely versatility in so many different barefoot and minimalist shoes that you kind of don't have to worry about that. Just um, uh, find what works for you, and I think you'll be fine. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. I think one of the simple things that we can do is to give Barefoot Shoes a try. Sometimes you may think it's scary. You may think, oh, how will these affect my feet, uh, my health down the line? Um, can I afford these shoes? X, Y, Z. Um, you know, but sometimes it's okay to just just, just do it um, and, and worry about everything else later. Um, you don't want to regret uh, having the, the joy and the flexibility and healthy feet now because you're you know possibly worried about something that may not even be a real factor. Um, a quick fact uh, from Viva Barefoot is that an average pair of feet will walk around 110,000 miles or 220 million steps over the course of, course of a lifetime. Um, so, you know, during those steps, why not use barefoot shoes? Why not use a good pair uh, that will last you a long time? Uh, one of the tips I have is that you can um, try to research barefoot shoe companies. Now, I did do that in this, this part one of this podcast episode, and in part two, I'll do it again. But if you really um, want to uh, make a conscious uh, decision and be a concerned consumer, being responsible, then uh, I think one of the first steps is to research where you're going to be buying these amazing barefoot shoes. There's so many questions to ask, and some of these ones that I, I crafted I think will point you in the right direction so you can make the best decision for yourself. Um, you could think about things like how long has that company been in business? Are they real shoemakers? Or are they just trying to make um, a dollar off of you? Uh, what is the category of barefoot shoes uh, that they offer? Do they offer kids, men's, women's, unisex um, shoes? And what styles of shoes? Uh, what is the price range of the shoes? Now, these may vary. Some barefoot shoes, minimalist shoes are very expensive. Some aren't. Some are in the three digits. Some are in the two. Um, what are the types of uh, material variety that the company uh, offers with their shoes? And what is the sustainability factor with these shoes? Do they have different eco-friendly uh, certifications for the company? Uh, do they offer free shipping? Uh, what is the end of life for the shoes? Do you donate them? Can you compost them? Uh, do they offer a give back or reselling program? Or do they offer a uh, recycling program for their shoes? Or maybe a discount code for um, spreading the word about their shoes or sending them back? Now, there's so many different options there. Uh, where are the shoes made? Are they made locally? They made domestically in your in your country. They made overseas and where. Uh, and does the company offer other benefits 
uh, with buying their shoes, whether socially um, or economically, do they give a portion of the uh, shoe cost or the money made from the shoes? Do they give it to an organization or maybe uh, give a pair of shoes to a child or a person in need? Um, how is the performance of the shoes, performance of the company, what do they stand for? And then last but not least, uh, where do uh, they offer shipping to? Do they ship to your country? Uh, can you pick it up in store? Do you have to, um, you know, really um, find and uh, in, in hunt down where they ship to? Do they have limited shipping options? These are, you know, the sort of questions that you want to ask. And then lastly, number two is that you want to learn your foot shape. This will cut down so much time and worry. I didn't even know until buying my um, other latest three pairs of Google Barefoot shoes about foot shape. And I learned about it through the website anyasreviews.com. So uh, it will definitely save you time. It's not to say that I made any bad uh shoe choices that's not the case at all but I'm saying oh there are foot shapes out there and I didn't find that out until again on checking out on his reviews and her YouTube page too but then that led me to her website and I will link uh, in the podcast description of this episode the two different website links one of them being her blog post about the best barefoot shoes by foot type and then the different discount codes and coupons she has for all of her different shoes listed on her website that she reviews via youtube and on her blog so there are four different types of uh, feet shapes there's slope mountain plateau and square So for slope feet, um, all of them differ, but uh, she breaks down on her website, anyasreviews.com, the different um, feet shapes, and then the companies that offer um, different coupon codes uh, with the uh, shoes and feet shapes. Uh, So Vivo Barefoot, they have the code uh, Anya uh, VB, all of it's capitalized, A-N-Y-A. VB, uh, all capitalized to get 10% off in looks, uh, shoes, and then Bilenka, they have the code Anya's Reviews, get you 5% off at checkout. Uh, Mountain Feet Shape, um, Zero Shoes, Groundies, and um, also uh, Mookie Shoes, those are the different types of uh, shoes that kind of cater to and, and go with mountain shaped feet uh, I meant to say before slope feet uh, those shoes um, the looks L-U-K-S and B-Linka shoes and the Viva Barefoot shoes those are more optimal for slope feet uh, and then with mountain feet uh, the zero shoes, groundy shoes and mookie shoes mookie shoes has the coupon code uh, Anya's Reviews get you 10% off plateau and square feet uh, shoe uh, brands that are good for those shaped feet are Bohempia, Wildling, and the uh, Vivo Barefoot Soul of Africa line. Uh, for Bohempia, the coupon code Anya's Reviews gets you 10% off. Uh, and then when it comes to barefoot shoes um, uh, with the uh, Vivo Barefoot Shoes, you can use Anya. VB uh, for 10% off.
The eco fact of the day is that bottle-fed infants ingest 1,580,000 plastic particles each day. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the January-February 2020 issue. We have arrived at the Eco Company Spotlight and it's a fun time in the Greener Thoughts program where I talk about amazing environmentally related products and services from companies you may or may not know. And I've been doing this for a while now, for a few years, since February 2019. And every time I review a company, I learn a little bit more about it. And I have loved their products enough to share that with you so that you can make a really great decision about whether to support this company, to share it with your friends, to use it for yourself, and to spread the good word about the company or service um, at hand. And I always learn, um, you know, just different things, you know, about to, about how to contact the company, um, about different products that they have, or where they may um, see themselves in the future, and new developments, just so many things. I just by taking a look behind the um, wall and diving a little bit deeper um, to learn about the company. It's really fun and I'm glad that I get to share this new company with you. And if you have one that you want me to check out, doesn't matter. Um, you definitely can let me know by either voice message via the Anchor app or via the desktop uh, by messaging me at, of course, uh, the Green Thoughts uh, feature on Anchor or by emailing me at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So one of the latest companies I'm going to let you know about, and uh, they are called NutriCare, but their company um, product that they have is called Patch, and they are compostable bandages. So you can definitely heal cuts and scratches naturally with the charcoal bamboo uh, bandages from Patch or their other types of bandages that they have, still bamboo. Uh, they are based out of Melbourne, Australia, and these bandages are made from 100% organic and natural bamboo fiber with a mineral-based pressure-sensitive adhesive, PSA, and the bandage is compostable and biodegradable at the end of its life. The bamboo fiber is breathable yet durable and it's perfect for all those small abrasions, cuts and scratches and Patch is a certified B Corp and they're joining a network of companies of course using business as a force for good um, being a B Corp and Patch is a brand under the NutriCare parent company. Now as far as their commitment to sustainability it goes far and deep. Um, again, they are a B Corp. They are under the parent company NutriCare. Uh, Patch is amazing because their packaging is compostable. It, as a product, is compostable. And, and also, number three, it's biodegradable. So you don't have to worry about where it goes after um, you're done using it. You can tuck it away in your compost bin or out in nature safely, even though that's probably not recommended. But you know, it is compostable and biodegradable. 
Number four is that the shipping packaging itself is also recyclable, the way it ships. Um, and especially if you get it from the site itself or another um, place such as earthhero.com, which I'll mention a little bit later. Um, number five, the product itself is hypoallergenic. Number six is that it has and features eco-friendly ingredients like bamboo, and they're transparent about that. Uh, number seven is that they are vegan and cruelty-free. Number eight is that they are plastic-free. And number nine is that they are also latex-free. Now, press surrounding patch bandages has been featured in the following social, uh, following uh, notable publications of um, definitely BuzzFeed, um, London Evening Standard, Stylish Magazine, The Age, um, also The Independent, and also uh, The Oprah Magazine, or O, and also uh, Vogue. Now, as far as the product selection and assortment of different products that Patch has or is um, or has in contains, they have a few things. They have their Patch Natural Bamboo Bandages, they have their aloe vera kind, they have their coconut oil one. Um, it is kind of geared towards kids, but I didn't know that before. And then they also have the activated charcoal type. Um, so my experience of the patch bandage uh, bandages made from bamboo, um, I, I really uh, enjoy it. I like it. And I bought it first um, from uh, earthhero.com. That's where I've been buying a lot of my sustainable products from. And, and recently, a lot of the ones for reviews. Um, and it was part of the $130.17 I spent there um, earlier this year. And in... in well, this episode is a little bit later um, recording, but I did um, purchase a boatload of stuff um, when I um, bought these um, bandages. And so the price is a really great factor. I mean, I wanted to try the bandages and I think I'll stick with these. Um, they're about $6.99 US dollars. They're easy to use. They're not complicated. They're completely compostable and biodegradable, which I love. Um, cause you know, you can get tired of using bandage after bandage, bandaid after bandaid, and it just not stick and you feel like you're wasting your money. Not so much, um, with these, but, um, they do have different, um, kinds. Like I mentioned before, like the black bamboo one, the charcoal one, that's mainly used for bruises, bites, splinters, and infections. You have the ones, um, that is, uh, of light bamboo. Those are for cuts and scratches. Uh, the aloe vera kind, which is our, which is for burns, blisters, and small abrasions, and then the ones uh, that have coconut in them, and those are for abrasions, cuts, and grazes. Um, I do love that they have eco-friendly ingredients, like simple. You know, I'm, I'm not allergic to a whole bunch of things, period. But I wasn't, you know, didn't have a bad reaction to these bandages. Um, the packaging is recyclable. And also, they come in a really great reusable cardboard tube. And so, I really love that. Really useful. And, you know, it, it doubles for its use as the packaging. Um, one thing I don't like is that, um, I guess with Band-Aids, I guess period, depends on which kind you get. Um, it, it's not just with these. Is that sometimes you may have to use more 
than one bandage a day depends on if it comes off or something um so i do wish that they were stickier but it did say on the on the website on earth hero that it's it's great to just change it you know um once once a day but for me i do like um having a banded stick because i feel like um, i shouldn't be using up all the bandages because only 25 come in a pack so if you get cut on monday and you have to change uh, the bandages you know by friday you're using like five uh, band-aids so people may or may not um, have an issue with that not sure kind of depends on the person uh, overall i do give a 4.8 green thumbs up i do love these bandages and um, i'm really happy that i found them and they're so eco-friendly i just love it um, definitely the patch bandages are great you can find them online at the following stores of their parent company, NutriCare.co. That's N-U-T-R-I-C-A-R-E.co. Uh, patchstrips.com. Also Amazon. And also you can find them on EarthHero.com. So patch bandages, you can find them on different social media platforms, such as on Facebook at Patchstrips. On Instagram at Patch strip, Strips. They're on LinkedIn at NutriCare Holdings Limited. They're on Twitter at Patch Strips. And they're on YouTube at NutriCare. So the contact patch, just visit their parent company site, NutriCare.co, the website, and fill out their contact us form to message them. Thank you for all those who have um, diligently been listening to all the podcast episodes, both past and present, recent ones, and for giving all your support. I appreciate all those who've been listening and just sharing them because um, I know that it's sometimes hard for me to, as far as recently, um, making episodes because I have such a backlog to do, but um, I know I'll get it done eventually. Um, that's my goal, and to keep putting out these episodes. Uh, honestly, I would leave my work today if I knew that I had the support um, of of all the listeners of Greener Thoughts. You know, whether that be um, especially you know giving support, um, you know via um, monthly support, um, via um, the uh, donations and such. Um, those all help out. You know, even through ads and, and running those things, like it would be amazing because I do love my podcast. Um, but also I love all of you all. And I, I knew I wanted to make this episode and, you know, go forth and make it fun, talk about experience and different things. And I'm glad that I finally did um, after all this time. So, um, you know, thank you so much for being supportive and listening, sharing episodes uh, those uh, who do support me, especially uh, with the uh, monthly funding, my one supporter, one paid supporter I have thus far. I hope to have more. I uh, pray to have more in the future. It really makes a difference. Um, and um, I just, you know, want to ask if, you know, your next pair of shoes will be a barefoot shoe or a minimalist shoe. Um, you know, I I love the topic. You know, I have you know tons of experience. Um, you know, using them, wearing them. Um, I'm not going back to conventional shoes, period. And so I really, you know, hope that this 
episode give you a lens into the world of Barefoot Shoes and, you know, you explore more about it. And um, I really had fun. And I hope you did too. So until next time, of course, please take care of yourselves and also please take care of the planet. Take care and be well. Until next time.